resigning. Like I'm not staying with, with the Titanic. I'm not going here. Like I'm going to go and uh, fulfill my highest purpose. I'm going to go and uh, make my biggest difference and uh, serve at the highest level in ways that I could never do before. So I can commit all my time, energy, effort to do this, to go and find the people that I'm called to serve, you know, uh, and, and, and so much of that is, uh, I'm like, I know, I know my people, they, they have this, this, this deep-seated thing sowed in their heart, this desire for, for, for freedom, not just from like a personal freedom, from a location freedom, but, you know, uh, they, they want to be free. They want to make a bigger difference in their world, in their families. They, they want to be able to support their loved ones. They want to care. They want to create abundance. They want to create opportunity for others. They want to give back to their community. You know, they, they just know deep down inside that like, whatever I'm doing, wherever I'm at, I know there's more for me in life. I know there's a next level. I want more. I need more. And I, I might not know exactly how to get there. And I'm trying and I'm going and, you know, I have wins and I have progress and I have doubts. And I, you know, and I'm like deep down inside, they just know there's more for life in them. And they don't want to just be caught in the mundane of nine to five, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, work 50 weeks, you know, slave 50 weeks, get two weeks vacation, Netflix, you know, four hours a day. Like, I'm like, that's not my people, but I'm like, I know my people, like there's that, there's that heart, there's that heart uh, that they want that freedom, but they also have this heart of service that they want to give back, that they want to help others, that they want to make a bigger difference, right? And it doesn't have to be a huge difference. I'm like, they want to, you know, help one, two people, three people, their community, their, you know, they want to love on deeper levels. They just want to be good, epic human beings and members of society. I'm like, those are my people. And uh, I'm like, I got to find them. I got to help them. I got to speak to them. I got to, I got to share my message. I got to share my story. I got to work with them. I got to serve them. I got to, I will die like blood, sweat, and tears. I will beat myself to the pummel. And I'm like, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to be out there for them. And uh, I'm like, that's my journey right now. That's my purpose. That's my mission. That's, that's where I need to be. I'm like, I gotta help them. I, I, I gotta find them. Uh, and I'm like, I just, I wanna be an inspiration. I wanna be a role model. I wanna be a guide. I wanna be a coach. I wanna, I wanna help them unlock their gifts and, and, and really just help them reach their next level of potential, right? And I'm like, okay, I gotta walk away. I gotta walk away. I gotta walk away. And I was like, this is it. Like, it's final. Like, like, I'm not going back. This is it. This is it. This is it. And the tough part is to explain this to someone else that you're like, oh, you're not going to cut the umbilical cord, go full entrepreneurship journey, um, you know, destroy uh, majority of your income opportunity, you know, everything to go and pursue this thing. What's wrong with you? And, you know, you could be uh, running this thing. And I know I'm like, oh, I do this. Like, I have no doubt in my mind. I'm like, oh, this, this, this will be, uh, you know, a, a million dollar opportunity for me easily. I'm like, I know how to do it. I know how to grow it and we're expanding this so much opportunity and this and this and this and this. And I'm like, financially it's there. I still get to love, you know, I still love what I do. Um, and, but then this disturbance of, I'm like, yeah, but that would be me being comfortable. That would be me settling. And uh, I'm a big believer of, uh, you know, so many times we, we, we make sense of things that shouldn't make sense. And that was one of those things It was hard because it was, it was masked with so much. And I'm like, I can't make sense of this thing because I'd be making sense of a thing that shouldn't make sense for me. And uh, I know that if I sat through that, that some part of me would just wake up and feel empty and feel dead. And uh, it's so easy to say, you know, next year and tomorrow, or maybe I'll do this for a bit. And uh, I just remember saying, I'm like, look, if I do this, I know I'm saying no to my dreams. And I know this is the hardest and the scariest and, you know, to some, the dumbest thing that I could do. But um, in my heart of hearts, this is, uh, this is, this is what's going to help me. And, you know, 
I, I wish I could say it was this easy. I was super courageous and everything was amazing. But, you know, the blessing of doing what I do is, you know, I've had a coach for years and uh, I get to work with different certified high performance coaches, part of a community, part of our other business, part of what we do. And, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, earlier in the year, Dean, bless your soul, you know, he's my coach. And um, it's crazy, you know, when you have outside perspective, you have frameworks, guidance, insights, someone to help you find your own emotional truth, to connect with it, uh, to figure out your next, you know, actions of integrity, to have the tools and the resources available for you. And it's crazy. And I, I really, I really say this, like, I would not have ever amounted, achieved, done, or gotten anywhere near the level that I am and will get to go uh, if I didn't have a coach. Um, it's, it's, it's a thing that is going to be a staple of my life um, because I realize I'm like, I always will learn and grow at my speed. But, uh, you know, more podcasts, more books, more courses, I'm, I'm learning and moving at my speed. But in that process of, um, you know, having uh, someone specialize who only gives a shit about your success and cares for you uh, to help you open up, to, to help you think about things differently, to process things out loud, to explore and move and, you know, uh, attack and confront things that you never have or, uh, you know, and it's not like a, a pity party of, well, woe was me, but it's to help you understand and move forward and build a plan and progress. And, you know, there's so much to it. And uh, none of this would have happened, honestly, if, you know, of course, supporting peer group and all of that. But uh, I really, uh, biggest thing I throw to my coach, I throw to, to the coaches that helped me throughout my journey. And, um, you know, I made that decision. And here's, here's what happens. You know, they tell you, you know, you hear, when, when one door closes, windows opens or things like that. But I'm also, I'm also a believer of, you know, earlier in my life, I rebelled against religion and I, I, I didn't like, you know, things being pushed on me and I didn't make sense and I didn't understand it. I'm like, why do I have to do this? And why did that? That's why, you know, I was the, the black sheep. And, uh, you know, then I had phases of not believing in God, but then I got spiritual and I believed in energies and wave, you know, and connectiveness. And, um, you know, in this year more than ever, my connection and my faith with, with God and, you know, I, I'm not tied to a religion, but, uh, it was real. And, you know, I look at my life and you look at your life and think about it. I'm like so many things. I'm like, it wasn't a coincidence. Like so many things I was guided. I was pushed. I was, you know, things were, uh, obstacles and challenges were thrown in my way, you know, and, um, and then opportunities and the right people just showed up when they needed to. And, uh, you know, it, it, it gave me that frame of life is always happening for me, not to me. Like everything is, is happening for me. And it's, it's crazy. So uh, I quit and we're waiting. And then last, last week before we announced, I get this call and it's like, hey, Nas, uh, no matter what, just, you know, uh, this, is so, this is so nuts. Um, just, just be calm, just chill. Like don't announce anything, just wait. You know, I, I can't talk about it, it's gonna be crazy. And um, what ended up happening is like a few days right before we're announcing that I was resigning and moving on. And uh, I, di I didn't even know these things, which is the funny part. Like I was just gonna resign and like, you know, move on. Um, uh, the, the Titanic actually decided, uh, to rather than just give up, you know, parts of the business, all of it, that they were just going to close shop. They're like, we're going to close this division. We're going to shut it. Uh, we're going to terminate everyone. And, um, we're just going to terminate everyone. Like, this is it. Like it's done. Right. And, uh, what's nuts. And that's why I'm like, wow. I, I smile. I laugh. And, uh, you know, big shout out, uh, you know, who you are for, you know, for, for helping and pushing it through, uh, you know, it's crazy. Me was just going to quit and do my thing. 
because I you know waited, trusted the process, and, and things happened. Uh, they announced, they shut, they closed shop, and they uh, laid off and terminated everyone. And uh, I didn't actually know this, which was so funny, uh, like literally blew my mind, is uh, when I get terminated, I get a severance package. And uh, uh, that happens. And now I go from like, oh, I was leaving with zero dollars, like life is good. Um, and, uh, um, you know, uh, I was like, I'm good, like figured out, it'll be fine. I have money saved, so I was like, it's, it's okay. And then now I'm getting paid. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, holy shit, wow, five years, I get paid for that. I didn't know that. And, uh, you know, I get an offer and, uh, you know, all these things are happening. I'm like, holy shit, like this is real, this is insane. I can't believe it, I can't believe it, I can't believe it. And, you know, as, 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 as this, is, this is happening, um, now I, I, I also have this guilt of like, okay, well, how do I fill my void now? You know, my, 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 my friends here are gonna go and run with this business. You know, I feel like I, I left them hanging. I'm talking to one of my best friends, you know, uh, nickname AK, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm talking to him, you know, him and his lady and they're at, and you know, I think, I think, I think at that stage, you know, he's in, uh, Saskatchewan and, you know, they're, you know, I think he's doing like a quarter million, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's a GM at, uh, Volkswagen. Uh, you know, I'm probably butchering the details. I apologize. You know, I still love you. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, he was just at that point where he's just like, man, I like, he just, he, he wanted out. He, he wasn't where he wanted to be. He wasn't feeling, he wasn't jiving, what, whatever. And at that same time, I'm talking to him and I'm talking to him through this thing. And then next thing you know, it, it just, it's crazy how it all transitioned. Fun fact, backstory, uh, AK, um, to date easily, um, you know, even my ego wouldn't, wouldn't say it and maybe I won't, uh, uh, you know, bar none, you know, one of the most incredible leaders and salespeople I've ever met in my entire life. And, uh, you know, he used to, uh, you know, he, anyways, uh, I, I don't need to pump his tires, uh, you know, and he, he, he used to, uh, be sales director for Grant Cardone Canada, you know, just, just, you know, he came from the door to door world. We actually met in the past. We worked together. Uh, you know, we had a deep relationship, super close, you know, uh, one of my diehard, you know, friends, um, blessed, 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 blessed to have met him. And, you know, we're all talking and I was like, oh my God, like this is the guy, like he is the most equipped and capable, per like I couldn't even manifest a better human being that would just absolutely go above and beyond anything I would be able to do for the business. And he's at this point and I'm at this point and we're talking and the next thing you know, I, I, I pitch him my opportunity and I go back, you know, to, to, to the others and I was like, okay, well, here's this crazy thing, like AK's down and you're down and, da, 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 and everything happens. And then next thing you know what, I'm out, he's in, you know, they're all thriving and uh, you know, it's crazy because now this person who wanted an out had his out and all worked out and he's, he's super happy. They move, they, you know, they go back to Ontario, start new life, new chapter. Now, you know, uh, he's doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. You know, everyone's happy. The business, by the way, side note, they're absolutely crushing it. They're smashing it. You know, they're learning, they're making money, they're having fun, they're growing, it's beautiful. And I'm so happy. I'm like, they're all winning. I'm like, this is so sick. And um, then now I'm like, oh my God, I get to be on my journey. And, you know, that's, that's, that's early 2021. And, you know, my journey, I'm like, holy shit. Like this is, this is, this is the, the most liberated, the most free, the most opportune, the most 
anything that, that, that I've, I've, I've ever had. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I don't, I don't, I have skill, talent, potential, money, the world is my oyster. I'm in this foreign country. Oh yeah, and um, when the Titanic shut down shop, guess what? All my stuff is back in their house. <laughs> so I, I gotta say this story too, it is crazy. Um, all my stuff is there. Like when I say all my stuff, I came down with a carry-on. Like that's, that's, that's what I came, traveled with, right? So my years, my whole life, everything exists in, 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 that, in, that, in that big old house back in Burnaby. And, um, you know, I had this choice. I'm like, oh God, do I go back to Canada to grab all my stuff and then come back? And I was like, no, I don't want to. I'm like, burn all boats, baby. I just had this like burn all boats. I'm like, it's done. Uh, part of me like wanted to recover some of the stuff. Uh, you know, there's, there was important personal things and whatnot. And, uh, 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 one of, one of, one of Joss's and I's friend, uh, <laughs> Jacob, you know, engineer doing good things back home. Uh, and he's at this, like the entrepreneur spirit is lit in him where, you know, he's like, I want to have a side thing. I want, you know, he wants to do more and he wants to grow. He wants to step out. And, uh, you know, he started kind of doing this like storage war things where, you know, they're, they're, they're buying and, um, and flipping, you know, furniture and all this kind of stuff. So I found out, I'm like, okay, well, there's this huge house, like huge. Okay. Uh, actually biggest house I've ever been to or lived in really. And, um, I'm like, it has all this furniture, has all this assets, has all this stuff. And I find out that the Titanic is just sending a junk company and just going to remove everything and it's going to get tossed. So as we're speaking, I'm finding out that he's going on this venture. And I was like, hey, do you have, we start talking like you have access to a truck, this, this, that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, what's up? I'm like, okay, I'm gonna cut you a deal. Like go to this house. Here's the address. Here's the lock code. Here's all this stuff. And I'm like, the garage has all brand new furniture furnished. Take all the house, take every single thing that you want to need, sell it, do whatever you want. There's a few of my things that I need you to recover. And now my friend who's, you know, starting this venture goes to this house, strips it of everything that he likes or saw value in, right? And it's almost like a candy shop. Like you're in a garage sale, everything's $0. Take this, take that, take this. Trucks full, trucks full, trucks full, trucks full. All this craziness. You know, he recovered some of my, you know, uh, cool little belongings and, uh, you know, uh, yeah. And, and, and prior to that, I remember when Jenna was coming down, she went to the house, she grabbed a few of my things. And uh, yeah, in the end, I was like, you know, grabbed some of the, the valuables that I needed. He held on to some of it and um, everything went to the junk. And I was like, okay, this is, this is it. Uh, new life, Central America. And, you know, for like months, me and Joss would pretty much every day, like look at each other, like this can't be real. This can't be real. This can't be real. This can't be real. Like it's so real. Like I'm like, oh, this is a movie. The thing I would dream about, but I'd be like, oh no, no, I could never. And then, you know, those months turn into more months and more months. And now it's summer and, you know, it's, it's hot all year there. It was like 30 degrees, 25 degrees. I think that's like, you know, uh, maybe 90 Fahrenheit, whatever it is. And it was just hot, 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 hot. And, you know, their, uh, their, their win like, North America's winter is their summer. So when it was winter, it was summer for us. And then it just turned rainy. And um, now I'm on this journey, right? And what made this journey so interesting is now you have all this freedom. And my mind is like, no, no, go, 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 go. Like get to it. Like go run, run, run. This is all what you wanted. This is all what you wanted. And then there was other part of me. And uh, I, had to, I had to fight it so hard to, to disconnect, to give myself permission. Cause I struggle with that. I'm like, okay, well like, let's take some time off, but like, no, no, keep working, keep working. I start working, work, start working. 
And then, you know, whatever it is, uh, I had this decision. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm leaving my laptop. This was scary for me. I'm going to leave all my stuff. I'm going to pack like two shorts, two shirts, get on a backpack, get on my motorbike. I'm just going to tour the whole country. Um, yeah, by now, after banging up a bunch of bikes, injuring myself a bunch, a shit ton of times, pro, 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 pro biker for the record, uh, you know. And uh, I take this bike, I'm, you know, climbing volcanoes, you know, touring around here, going there and hikes and surfing and, you know, getting integrated. And I just had like, uh, I don't know, it was like a week, 10 days, just tour the country, no plan, just get on the bike and go. And I was just like, I'm just going to date myself. Um, and yes, this is like my favorite thing on the planet was to be by myself. <laughs> um, I'm on this bike and I go from town to city to this, no plan, just jumping around, jumping around, jumping around. And, um, you know, I had, a, I had, a, um, I had, I had several near death experiences. I had a couple near death experiences in my life. Um, this one scared the uh, life out of me. I'm going, you know, 125 on a highway in the middle of nowhere. And uh, the day, the night before, funny enough, I, I, I was speaking to Joss and, and he was telling me he had a flat tire and he was telling me how it felt and it wobbled and how he navigated and how he paused and he didn't break. And he was telling me all this the night before. You know, six hours later, I'm on the road and I'm, I'm, I'm flying and uh, I hate to admit, you know, I put my AirPods on when I'm riding. So I'm jamming out, I'm listening to something and, uh, you know, it's sunny, it's beautiful. And like, I'm on a high cliff, like to my right, I jump off and fly into, 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 into the world. Um, and, uh, and I just start feeling my back tire, like it's going left, it's going right, it's going, like it, it's doing this, like this dance, like it's, it's, it's sliding left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. And I thought like, sometimes it gets really windy that the whole bike shakes, but I like lift my hand up and I was like, oh God, there's no wind. And like my whole back tail, you know, it's, it's just like left, right, left, right, left, right. And just instant adrenaline and everything's pumping through me. I look at my speedometer. It's like literally just that 125 to my right cliff to my left, not much road. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, oh God like this can't be it and I have this moment and it was so crazy it's because I had that convo with Joss that I knew right away I was like I have a flat tire and I remember what he said he did and I was like what am I do I didn't even know if it was the right thing I just trusted and I was just like neutral no brakes I'm gonna just let it roll and as it got slower like downshifted downshifted and I just sat down I was like oh god please no god please you know I'm just sitting there sitting there sitting there sitting there and it like slowed down I remember I just got to like the edge of the cliff I'm like okay 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 I didn't die and I looked as a big screw in the back tire. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, I had this like, oh God, like shit, like this could have been it. You know, I'm waiting, I'm hitchhiking, hitchhiking, you know, these people stop by and there's this massive truck with like, you know, a hundred bricks on the back of it. This guy comes out, he's okay, we're doing it. They're speaking in Spanish. I mean, they're yelling to pull some random person on the street and all of a sudden we're lifting the bike. There's three of us, we're holding this freaking motorbike. I don't know, it's like 500 pounds or something. It's overhead. We're trying to put it over the cement. I'm underneath it. Like, and I remember I look up and I'm like, this bike is above me. If it falls, I'm dead again. <laughs> and uh, we're just scraping it, dragging it over the cement. And then next thing you know it, it's nuts. Like I'm literally standing on top of like an 18 wheeler that has like a hundred bricks on top of it. I'm on top of it, holding the bike and he's just going in this highway and I just have to hold the bike and not let the wind or me fall. As we're driving through, we're going for like block after block after block after block after block looking for mechanic. It's like an hour something in and uh, we finally find one that's open. They, they patch me up. They like treat me. They offer me drinks. They're trying to give me food. I think they charge me like six bucks and at the end, 
I remember I had this moment. I was like, man, this guy just saved my life. Like he went so out of his way. He went the opposite direction. He just served me and he just loved on me. And I'm like, and you know, I'd just been graced with this like second chance where I didn't fly off the cliff. And you know, I'm like, okay, I got to help this man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pulling out cash in my pocket. And it's so funny. Actually, I felt this sad in myself because I had this moment of like, you know, I'm pulling out a bunch of money. I was like, there's a lot of money. And there was a part of me that got a little bit cheap. And I was like, well, I'm cheap. Like, let me, let me give this man the money. Like, it's like he did it with no expectation. And I go to give him the money and I'll never forget this. You know, I look at the guy and, you know, he puts his, you know, hand to heart, like hand to heart. And he, he, he points up to the sky and, you know, he says something. He's like, he's kind of like, I just did this for God, you know, like it's all good. And he just leaves. And, um, I just remember I just, I just like broke down. I just started bawling and, um, you know, it's just such a selfless act. And I'm like, and I know like, you know, money is different there. And I'm like, man, I, w- I wanted to help. I wanted to give back. And it's like, and, and I remember when I was hitchhiking, I had the fear of like, oh man, someone's going to see me as a dollar sign and just take advantage of me. And you know, they're going to extort me and not like, like, be like, oh, it's like, you know, all this money and you need this, this and that. And I was like, man, they patched me up. They took care of me. I felt so much love and like, I did it for God. And, you know, pay forward kind of thing. I'm on my way. And, uh, you know, I get back to the capital, bam, next thing you know it, I'm just doing an oil change and a uh, kid c- comes by, starts yelling some stuff, back tires popped, it's popped again. I'm like, holy shit, man, this is crazy. Like this trip's got to end. I-, I canceled the trip, repaired the tire, went back home anyways. And, uh, that was just beautiful humanity, grace, God, all of it. Like that was, that was, that was such a surreal moment. I was, I was thinking about it. And it was, it was so selfless and, um, yeah. And it's funny because one of the other times I had a near death, I remember it was the first time I hiked in BC ever on a real mountain, get to the top, like six hours in, I go off peak all the way on the side with this other dude, we're running sideways and then we start sliding, we fall off big ditch. We're now on this rock is nothing but cliff. You can't go up. You can't go back. We're freaking out. We had no signal. We didn't know what to do. And like, this is no joke. It's like Indiana Jones. There's like, like we have to run, jump. And if you don't make the jump, like you fall to your death, to your right is your death. There's nothing to your left. And like, we'd run and jump, you know, and I would jump from one rock to the other. He would jump and I'll catch him. And I remember there was one where like, it was a far jump, but there was a branch hanging above us. And we're like, we have to run, jump, grab the, the branch, swing like Tarzan and make it over the ledge and grab the tree or you'll fall off the cliff. I was like, I'll go first, I'll go first. And I go, I jump and you know, my, rot- my I have issues with my rotator cuffs and my tendons not being strong. I jump, I hook, I do the swing, dislocate my shoulder, flies out. I fly into the tree. I'm in so much pain, my shoulder's out. He looks at me, I'm scared as shit. Like I'm, I'm, I'm freaking internally. I was like, I can't, I can't show that. Like, I don't want him to freak. He needs to make this jump. He makes this jump. He swings and he's all the way to the right. And Austin, he's, he's about to fly off the cliff. And I don't know how I like wrap my leg on the tree, take my other arm while this busted arm's not doing anything. I grab him up. He like almost fell off. I almost fell off with him and I pull him in. I'm like, oh my God. And I'm holding him and we're like crying and like, holy shit. Like what? Like, Oh, and that moment there where I was trapped and it took us a few hours to to crawl and climb and jump and it was nuts and it was a miserable, fun and crazy experience all at the same time. I remember I had this like thing boiled in me of, I didn't do enough yet. Like I, I didn't make a difference. And I had this like 
almost like a rage of, I didn't make a difference. Oh no, I can't, my life can't end here and I can't end here, can't end. And I just wanted to do more, do more, do more, do more. And everything I wanted, it was not about, I want to make money. I wanted this. I'm like, I just wanted to help. I want to help. I didn't make a difference. I didn't make a difference. I didn't make, and, I, and it was such a weird feeling. And uh, on that motorbike, that same feeling with more compassion, but it, it was, I didn't make a difference yet. I didn't make a difference yet. I didn't make it, like, it I was like, I am not done. Like I, I'm just starting, like, this is it. This is, you know. Um, and I came back and, you know, that, 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 lit a that lit a flame into my soul, that lit a flame into my soul. I was, I was like, I got to figure this out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go all in. I'm going to commit. And, uh, you know, crazy thing about the entrepreneurship journey, it's, uh, it's easy when it's a side thing, when it's a full-time thing, you're like, oh God, <laughs> um, I'm Mr. High Performance and uh, I got to, you know, see clarity, figure out the process, build a strategy, manage my mindset, keep my day planned, you know, manage this, manage that, do this, create. And it's, it's a crazy fun journey. And, uh, you know, they talk about entrepreneurship as a lonely journey. I'm like, it could be lonely. It could be tough. It could be crazy. There's so much to it. Uh, thankfully, you know, I got a community, I got good friends. Um, but in the end, I was like, you know, it's your journey. Like, no, no one's going to do the work. No one's going to put in the reps for you. And, um, you know, things took a little bit of a curve uh, in that process. I was, you know, I was in a, in a long legal, you know, negotiation, um, you know, and, and part of it was uh, for, um, um, sorry, uh, part, part of it was for, um, uh, my, 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 my severance and I was looking for things and I, I needed some things and, uh, like I didn't like now it sounds weird. So, uh, I, there was some conditions that I needed and it was a lot of it was to, you know, uh, in Canada, there's like tax forms and things like that to help me write off certain things that, that I didn't have. And I wanted. and we, we just went a little bit back and forth and uh, I didn't prioritize it. I didn't deal with it and it just lingered for a while. And then I was getting audited by the CRA, you know, our IRS equivalent and uh, now I'm going through these two things. I'm like, ah, and now I'm in a foreign country and I'm concerned about my tax situation. And I was like, okay, I can't be out, you know, really promoting and uh, talking about, you know, oh yeah, like business, other incomes and all this. Cause I'm like, I, I, I felt scared. I was like, man, I, I, the thing that always petrified me is I don't, I don't want to mess up with the CRA. You know, last time I messed up with them, um, you know, I, I owed them over, I don't know, 30 something thousand dollars and it sucked to pay that. At first I actually refused to pay that fun fact. And then I paid like, I don't know, like three extra grand in, 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 in interest and penalty. Anyway, side so learned, don't fuck with the CRA. Okay. Uh, not that I ever cheat them, but like I just fucked up. Um, and, um, you know, so I'm going through that. So I was like, okay, I can't really be public about what I'm doing. So I kind of went incognito. So I said, okay, like, I'll work with whoever I have right now. Like I gotta be like, you know, there's gonna be learner time. There's gonna be student time. I'm gonna put my head in the ground. I'm gonna learn as much as I can. And, um, you know, uh, and, I, and I want to become a master marketer. So I was like, okay, that's, that's a prolific skill that I need. I'm like, I know how to sell. I know I've, I could coach world-class. I can, I can, I could do so much of the good things, but um, all of that didn't translate to marketing. Like online marketing is a completely different beast, right? It's not something that I'm used to, even though I've done it in the past, but uh, it's a different world, different times. And, you know, let alone like, <laughs> I was going to make a TikTok joke, but, you know, so all of this is happening. So I go full hardcore student mode, do what I need to work uh, for the business and all that. And then I'm like learning, 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 learning. You know, I'm going through courses, programs. And, and you know, my whole thing that I learned in my personal development journey, I'm like, find the world's best or find someone who's just ahead that's got frameworks, tools, strategies, it's proven. You can get results, you can get success. 
pay the money to get proximity, to get guidance, to get coaching, to get mentorship, whatever. Do what you got to do. Shortcut the curve. I mean, you could take someone's decades learning into days and weeks or hours, right? And I'm like, the dumbest thing I could do is learn something. Oh, so I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning. And I got my first um, biggest entrepreneurship lesson. And I'm so happy I got it this year uh, where it would cost me the least. <laughs> um, and uh, it was a great lesson. And um, it's funny, Russell Brunson's actually who, who explicitly taught it to me and I, as I went through it. Um, and it was this whole idea of just-in-time learning, just-in-time learning. And what it was, what was happening was I was learning so much and I had this like weird cage where I was like, oh, I'm living in heaven. I'm pursuing my dreams, but I can't go and market and do everything that I want to do to the level that I want to because I'm going through this other shit, you know, legal CRA, all of that. So I was like, that needs to close before I could, you know, fully step into it. So... Um, you take a lot of principles and theories and so on, but I can't really implement it, test it, get market feedback, all these things. Uh, so now I'm in this like weird stuck limbo. So I learned more. And then the more I learned, the more overwhelmed I got, the more overwhelmed I got, the more confused I got, the more confused I lost, the more lost I got, the more lost I got, the less confidence I had. Right. And it was like more and more and more and more. And I went through and went through and I had all these crazy ideas and this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And I would jump around and, um, it was, it was, it was nuts. Right. Um, it was almost like being like a crackhead junkie for learning, but not wanting to, but I was like, Oh, like this is so valuable and so useful. But some of it was way further than where I'm at. Some of it was too advanced. Some of it was too light and this and this and this and this and this, and I couldn't go and execute on it. Um, so this whole idea of just in time learning, it was, um, and I share this cause it's such a useful thing. I'm like, you just, you need the overarching strategy, high level, like 30,000 feet looking down. And I don't need to worry about step nine, 10, 12, any of that. I'm like, I need to focus on step one, beat the living crap out of that, move on to step two, beat the living crap out of that, move on to step three, beat the living crap out of that, right? And uh, I was like, okay, this is, it, it was so overwhelming because, you know, and, and, and you know, to, so to conclude, uh, and then in, in during that, there was, there was a little bit pay, phase where, you know, uh, um, in that I was like, okay, man, I'm working so much. Like, should, should I go have fun? And, you know, I went out a couple of times and, you know, it, Latin world, super fun. They go out all night, you know, they dance. I love to dance. It was the thing that I used to hate and, you know, feel weird and judged about. So it's the thing I always do the most. Side note, uh, I always felt so awkward when I moved my body, you know, I'm a bigger, bulkier dude and I feel, you know, judged and weirded and all of that. So it was one of those things where I feel resistance to something. I'm like, oh, I got to lean into it. I got to move into it. I got to build it. I got to do it more. And um, so I made this habit at the gym, like any gym you'll see me, I always dance, I'll bust out some moves. I'll just, that's not that I know it, I'll just keep moving. And with just, you know, to, to enforce in me, uh, you know, a thing that I always deeply now fight for is to be free of social oppression, to be free of uh, the fear of judgment, the fear of criticism, uh, the fear of the, uh, and, and, you know, opinions of others on me. Uh, so I could be, you know, radically me as me, um, you know, without, without the influence of the expectations of the people around me or my peer group for me to be, you know, in the light that they want me to be. So I get to be me. See, I just went on a little, you know, little philosophical woo-woo of a nasty wood. And yeah, so, I, I, you know, I went out dancing. I did that and uh, it just reminded me of, oh God, like it's, you know, the time invested wasn't worth it, like to, to destroy my sleep schedule and, 
you know, um, it just took so much time, you know, and it lags with you and so on. So anyways, uh, so I did a little bit of partying, came back and I was like, okay, like, this is cool. Like, I was like, I've had this before. I don't, I don't, I don't need this in my life. It, it doesn't, like, sure, it's nice once in a while. Uh, it just didn't serve a purpose. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to do that. Um, so I, w- I went back, you know, uh, all in and things clear up. And I'm like, oh my God, I, you know, I, I can launch and I could do things. And, you know, now I'm doing five figure months. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, okay, I'm getting more people. I'm meeting more people. I'm, I'm learning, I'm growing and I'm testing and I'm beating. And all these things are happening. And I'm like, okay, this is great. Like I, I get to be um, fully me. Um, and, and what was beautiful was uh, this year, my brother came down I know he spent a few weeks with me. He visited, we traveled and, uh, you know, we just deepened. And, 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 and it was this like, uh, you know, when I visited him six years ago and stayed at his couch and we connected, uh, in the end, I was, I was a shit brother because as soon as I started working, uh, when I said I didn't have time, I didn't have time for anyone. I didn't make time for him. And it was kind of like, he loved on me. He cared for me. Not, not that he did it with an expectation for me to owe him something, but then he lived like blocks from me and I didn't even make time to see him. Right. I didn't, I didn't even, uh, make it a thing or, uh, a priority. Right. And, um, in, 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 in that whole process, um, I definitely heard our relationship and, uh, him coming down was this like, let's do it again. You know, let's, let's go deeper. Let's, you know, there's so much of our lives. We don't know each other. And, you know, uh, and, you know, I'd share things that I've never, you know, I feel weird and judged and, you know, uh, about almost going to jail, about getting in fights, about, you know, uh, women, about the drugs, about, uh, you know, the lies I made, the, the, you know, where I cheated or where I cut corners or, um, you know, suicidal thoughts and, you know, I'd share all these things and we just connected so much deeper. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, and, uh, you know, I was 11 months into the country and, uh, you know, they're politely like, okay. Uh, cause every, uh, after 90 days, every month I go in, you pay like 25 bucks. They renew your visa. It was a pretty cool process. Uh, and they're like, okay, like you pass your time. Like you need to go cross a border. Most people just go next door to Costa Rica, come back. It's like a day trip. And I said, ah, you know what? I don't want to go through that. Um, uh, let me just leave for a bit. Uh, I'll go visit my brother. He lives in Boston, Massachusetts, um, you know, in the great land of America. Uh, and since I was in, 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 in uh, um, Nicaragua the whole year, I'm like, I never got vaccinated. Um, and I'm not like a anti-vaxxer or I, I don't know what the labels are. I just didn't care uh, to, to, um, <clears throat> to uh, get the vaccine, right? Uh, and this, this whole political debate, which I've probably mentioned uh, in Nicaragua, if you ask me, I did not experience COVID at all. Like nothing shut down. You'd have thousands of people congregate, hundreds of people didn't see the sickness, didn't see, you know, any, any of the craziness that happened in the world. Um, you know, there was no hysteria around it. At least, I don't know, maybe they sheltered us from it, but I uh, didn't see it, didn't experience it, didn't feel it. Everything was open, everything ran, everything happened. Uh, I, I think it was like the the big franchise, like if you went through like a Walmart or whatever in the capital, like, or uh, the corporate, like gas station, like the little things like that, you, you'd have to wear a mask, but that was about it, right? So for me, um, <clears throat> A, I, I couldn't get, you know, Pfizer and, you know, those 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 vaccines there. So I was like, I'm, I'm not gonna do it. There's no point. Uh, it would solve no problem. I'm not really putting people at jeopardy. Like everyone's kind of, you know, umbaye there uh, with that. And uh, I'm also a super like healthy person. Like I, I, I care deeply about 
I mean, you know, it's part of my journey. I care deeply about what I put in my body, you know, to my best, you know, organic, free range, grass fed, you know, if I'm eating meat, I, uh, you know, no, no, I, I stay away from processed stuff, sugars, milk, all, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's a different conversation. I'm not a hardcore nut, but like I, I care about my body and, you know, my health and my fitness and my well-being. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, like the, the, this year through the journey, the, there was a period I um, I was, it's funny they tell you, you know, you hear, and, and I'm saying this for all the aspiring entrepreneurs or the people that are already in it and doing it or someday want to do it, you know, uh, I just want to dispel a couple of myths here for y'all. Um, you know, they tell you, uh, I remember I used to hear it back in the days. It's like, oh, once you find like your passion, once you find your purpose, once you find your why, or, uh, once you love what you do, like you wake up motivated and inspired every single day, like your alarm clock, you don't need it. Like your why will get you out of bed. Like you're going to be fired up, jacked up 24 seven. I'm like, listen, man, that's a load of shit. Um, uh, emotions and feelings, they're not things that you have, right? It's the same as energy. And you know, I'm, I'm not going to go deep on it here, but uh, they're things that you generate. They're things that you cultivate, right? Uh, you don't just wake up and, uh, you know, be energetic and have happiness and, you know, experience joy and, and, and deep gratitude and real, you know, reverence for life and, 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 and experience empathy. Like these things don't just happen. Like you have to generate them. You put in work. There's, there's patterns, the way you use your body, what you think, what you say. There's so much to it, right? Um, I was like, listen, like there were days that I just wanted to be a potato. Um, uh, like I was, no exaggeration, there was a period, uh, I think it was like, it just honestly moved in. I think I was doing 70 hours a week uh, for almost three months straight. Um, didn't go out, didn't, um, honestly didn't really socialize much. Like, you know, we're, we're living in like a 6,000 square foot mansion, pool, deck, wood fire ovens, like the whole nine yards, you know. Um, you know, my friends are having like masseuses there. Sometimes I have like a pizza and like, I'm, I'm like, hi, bye. Like I'm, I'm just in and out. I'm like, I'm in it. I'm so focused on my mission right now. I'm like, I'm all in, I'm all in, I'm all in. You know, days of the week didn't matter. I'm like, all in, all in, all in, all in. And I would just exercise, be healthy, you know, uh, say what up here and there. But I was just all in, all in. It was month after month. And it, was, it got to a point where like my friends were like concerned about me. They're like, oh, is he okay? Like, I think he's in like a very dark place. Meanwhile, I'm having the time of my fucking life. Like I've, my soul, my spirit, like uh, almost every day, I'm just like crying from like deep joy. And it's not because of what I'm doing. It's how I'm engaging it because um, you know, even in my previous thing, it's, uh, you know, there's certain practices and, you know, things that again, not for, for the purpose of here, uh, that help you cultivate real positive emotional experiences to, to, to shift so much in your life. And, you know, uh, I fight very hard to, 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 to practice what I preach, to, to be a role model. And, uh, you know, there's this whole thing of, uh, I truly believe who you are is not who you are when you're with your family. It's not who you are when you're with your partner. It's not who you are when you're with your friends. It's not who you are when you're at work because all those are contextualized. Those are all versions of you. And there's nothing wrong with that. We all have different versions, different ways that we show up and be and interact. And um, I'm like, who you are is uh, at the core is when you're by yourself, when no one's watching. It's who you are when no one is watching is who you really are, right? If you're like, I'm going to put on this front and flex and pretend and be this thing in front of this certain person or work, like, you know, let's say like my boss is around or whatever, you know, we, you know, we, we've all done that where you're pretending to work, kind of staying busy and whatever. I'm like, you know, that, that, that's not really who you are. I'm like, when no one's watching, when no one's holding you accountable, when you don't have to report anyone anywhere, it's like, what do you do? You know, let's say you live with someone and they're gone for a week on a vacation or, you know, they're traveling. I'm like, what are you doing in your home? Are you actually just Netflix, ice cream tub and, you know, being being lazy and whatever and just writing off life? I'm like, ooh, like you got to check that, right? 
um, you know, what's your headspace like? Are, are you moving? Are you exercising? You know, um, are you expressing? Are you loving? Are you caring? Are you working? Like, there's all these things. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know, like three months, just all in, and I'm having a time in my life. Um, and uh, because you know, I'm blessed, and and you know, in I don't even know now. I, you know, hundreds and thousands of hours of training and coaching and, you know, tens and maybe even 50, 60, 70, 80, like grand. I don't even know how much of this this time that are invested in myself and my time and my work. And, um, I'm not saying that to, to impress. I'm just saying that to impress on you. I'm like, you can short track and cut track so much by just learning from other experts and people who are way further ahead. And that's what I obsessed on. Right. Um, so I'm having a blast. I'm loving life. And uh, the entrepreneurship thing, when I was like, yeah, it, it's lonely. I'm like, you are the one doing the work. Like no one's gonna go and do the things for me, right? Uh, I have to do it, I have to figure it out. And yes, you can have community and you can have people hold you accountable. Um, anyways, and it got to a point where I'm okay, things are good. Uh, you know, and I had to get get out of the country. And I was like, I'd be, it'd be good to get a little refresher. I'm like, it's been 11 months. And so anyways, I go visit my brother. And this is like a couple of days before Halloween. And it's funny because 11 months, Central America, never got COVID, never anything, you know, a test negative, obviously to get into the country. And uh, we're now at this Halloween party. Um, my brother like got me a costume and all that stuff because I didn't have any of it. I meet some of his friends, we're at the house, you know, shooting the shit, playing games, you know, having a couple of drinks and we were going to this like big event and whatever. Um, and cause I didn't have my vaccine and truthfully at that time, I didn't care to, um, but then, you know, there's always that debate of like, oh, but who else, you know, are you going to impact? And then I'm like, well, most of the people here are vaccinated. And there's this whole weird discussion. And, you know, um, so anyways, uh, I'm, I'm coming in like first few days. And luckily his friend uh, whose place we're at, um, you know, she, she's got like one of these hardcore machines from her work. Um, I forget the name of it, but like it's legitimate, like runs tests. I think it's like 95% accurate to a PCR. Uh, and you could do at home test takes about 20 minutes. So um, I also came to Boston because they weren't a passport city. So I wasn't going to run into friction as soon as I got in. Um, so we do the test just in case to, to, to the venue that we're going that I needed to, to show a vaccine thing because it was going to be busy. We do the test, 20 minutes past. She takes me to the side. She's like, uh, and asked, we're going to redo it. I'm like, oh, well, what was up? She's like, um, you're positive. I was like, ooh. Um, you know, we do the test again and it's positive. I'm like two double positive. It's like, yeah, 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 you got the vid. Um, you know, and there's a couple unvaccinated people with us and, you know, we announce it. I go home, they do their thing. And I was like, damn it, I got the COVID. I go to the clinic next day, do a proper PCR. Of course, comes back positive. Um, you know, uh, state here, it's like 10 days, stay home. Never got symptoms, never got sick. Nothing ever happened. Like knock on wood. Um, and it's crazy too. side note, you know, when people are like, uh, I don't, and I have, uh, and they're like, uh, you know, vaccines, bullshit, this, 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 that, like me as a health conscious person, I just didn't want to put something I didn't need in my body. Um, that was kind of it. But from an empathetic standpoint, I'm like, I understand how I could be a bioweapon to other people. I don't, I don't say that lightly because the truth is I'm like, I would have been a bioweapon if I uh, didn't test. Like I would, I would go to the gym, I'd go to things and I'm like, I had COVID, would have never known. And I'd just be spreading it, spreading it, spreading it, spreading it. And of course there's a debate of people know their risks and you know, all of that. But I mean, um, it's the same as like, you know, taking care of the environment or others. I'm like, well, it's very little effort, you know, um, that could really help someone. And listen, truthfully, I was 
so against the idea. I just didn't want to do the vaccine. You know, part of me is stubborn. And a lot of it was for like health reasons. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I don't know how long it's been. I don't take the flu shot. I'm like, you know, I take, I'm so rigorous. I've done so much blood work and biohacking and optimizations and so many things in my body to, to, to get me uh, to, you know, peak state and keep trying to optimize. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I take it seriously that I'm like, I just don't want this. And I was against it. I was against it. And I was like, cool, now I had the, va I, I got COVID, nothing happened. I was like, sick, now I got this like stamp of recovery and it gives me like 90 days or 180 days, pretty much a grace in most places. Um, and uh, this, this is where it gets nuts. Um, it, it, it just gets weirder, you know? Um, so my flight, I, uh, I was only gonna be there for like two weeks. I test positive, so I had to cancel my flight, rebook it, you know, go eight days later, test positive again. And, uh, you know, after three PCRs, they're like, you can't keep coming back here. I was like, why? They're like, you're just gonna keep testing positive. Like people in your situations will test for like 90 days. I'm like, oh, that's a thing, eh? <laughs> um, so I was like, oh God, like it looks, looks like I'm, 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 I'm staying in Boston. And um, it's funny, you know, uh, my brother's here, lives gorgeous, like, you know, seaport by the water, incredible place, you know, um, super fancy condo, all of that. Um, and like, you know, now the thing goes for like five grand US a, you know, a month to rent it. And um, I'm sitting there, I'm like, it's a 900 square foot condo. It's kind of almost like where, where I grew up from, you know? And I'm coming from being outside in the sun all day, uh, you know, in like a mansion and a villa and, you know, water and this and this and this. So it was a bit of a shock. And now I'm in his space. It's a one bedroom. It's got a den. Uh, if I show you the photos, funny. It's got this like little couch thingy in the corner, and um, I'm just sleeping on the couch. And uh, I'm in like this heaven. Like it's a beautiful place here. And mostly, I'm just I'm just here to bond and connect with my brother. And um, you know, and he's 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 so supportive. He's caring. He's you know, I, I I feel so loved and cared for. And we're just bonding and bond. And like literally this year from our two trips, I bonded with him deeper than we have in like a decade, right? And uh, a lot of that just came from, you know, my journey of growth, his journey of growth, and you know, just deeper emotional intelligence and you know, openness and just learning how to communicate. And us, of course, you know, uh, in other things we will talk about, you know, how to deepen your relationships and stuff and you know, we're going through the pork, sometimes a little bit uncomfortable. We learn and we grow and it's just so beautiful, so beautiful, so beautiful and amazing. Um, and uh, I find myself laughing because I'm like, oh man, I'm on his couch again, right? Um, and uh, totally two different worlds, but uh, I keep trying to fly and uh, I, just, I, I, I just couldn't fly out. And I'm like, this is just wasting too much time, energy and effort. So, um, you know, I was supposed to meet uh, my buddy, Kevin, when I first started at Legcore and that house that I went to that was furnished, that was random, one of the first people I met there was Kevin or AKA Cato. And uh, he became a really close friend of mine. And uh, you know, I was thanking him the other day. I was like, man, if it, if it wasn't for your energy, for uh, your heart, like how we vibed and how we connected, like I wouldn't, you know, you and Sam and the others, I wouldn't have made this journey. And you made me fall so in love with everything that we do. And you know, we grew over time and we lived together later on. And um, he was, he was at that stage where him and I were talking and in November he was, he sell off his stuff in Vancouver. So in Canada, he was selling off his stuff, getting rid of his place. And he was coming to move to, I was going to meet, he was meeting me in Nicaragua and we were going to live together at least for a few months and, you know, new chapter, whatever. 
and I couldn't make it back. <laughs> uh, I couldn't get into the country and you know, I'm obviously keeping him in the loop and I was like, listen, I can send you a driver, you can go to the, the casa, you know, like my house, your house, whatever, integrate, love life. Anyways, he goes back, he's loving life, he vibes with the crew and you know, now the, uh, my lease is done. As of December there, you know, they move my stuff again, but this time it's in like a suitcase. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, they're, uh, it's kind of like a happily, they're all vibing and connecting and it's insane. And some of the people there apparently they knew each other, you know, since high school and kids and they just, it's crazy how it's all tying in together. So I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, I'm fighting to go back to this country, but everyone's loving life there. My stuff's kind of just there. And again, I'm like, it's material, I'm like, who cares? Um, and, uh, you know, uh, one of my oldest friends, uh, uh, um, Amir, who I initially met, who, you know, uh, who was with me uh, when I first visited my brother, he was, you know, when I was staying on his couch, he was also the one that came by uh, for a bit. And uh, him and I were just talking and I was like, man, I haven't caught up with him. And next thing you know, he talks about Colombia, Medellin. I'm watching videos, he's watching videos. Next day I'm like, okay, I'm moving to Medellin. This is it, let's go baby. It's done, it's done, it's done, it's done. I'm super hyped up. They make an announcement, like can't get into the country. December 14th, if you're not vaccinated, next day I'm like, cool. All right, baby, give me the job, let's go. You know, I get vaccinated. I'm just waiting, I'm just waiting. And, um, you know, I do a PCR, I get negative. I'm like, life's good. Brother's gone for a while, traveling, comes back. <laughs> He got COVID. I'm now sitting with him and I'm like, ooh, now you the bioweapon. And this is all crazy and it's funny. And uh, you know, we're we're coming to here and like this is this is now like real time. And I'm coming back and I'm looking at it. And uh, if you made it this far, I cheer you on, uh, you know, for 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 listening to me, for tuning in and being curious. And um here's here's some some of the things and here's here's I'm gonna wrap it all. Um, and, and all that story, if I look back at it now, obviously very easy for me to, to dissect it. And I just wanted to concretely share some of the lessons that were so profound in my life, which I think can bring you or someone else that you know so much value. And I just want to draw them out. So it's not just a story of, you know, here's an ass and, and, I'll, and I'll give you the punch of it at the end. Um, you know, the first thing was um, this this belief that, that we can all adopt of, uh, you are not stuck as who you are. And that's a lot of what I'm gonna address, you know, in, 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 in future um, segments is like, you're not stuck as who you are. Like, sure, you got to here based on what you did and what you didn't do, what you learned and what you didn't learn, your environment, your upbringing, your work, your decisions and all of that. But I'm like, none of us are stuck. Short of you not having legs, arms, eyesight, touch, taste, I'm like, unless you're missing all of those, I'm like, I don't know how to help you, but I don't know how anyone can help us. It's, it's, it's a way tougher journey that, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not qualified for that, but um, you know, it's this, it's this, like, I don't have to be this version of me. And I think sometimes, and I know I've been there so many times where I forget that I don't have to be me. And part of that is thinking, well, who do I want to become, right? This simplistically, right? I really need to find a higher vision, a higher version of who I could be, who I want to be, who I want to live into, who I want to grow into, who I want to develop into and reverse engineer and build a plan towards that, right? For instance, like just simple. Um, 
if you're like, I'm, I'm lazy, I procrastinate and I get angry or I don't experience happiness. I'm like, well, you, you know, th- there's a lot of work that, you know, we'll, we'll go through here later on, but um, you don't have to be that your whole life. I'm like, you can learn how to generate happiness. You can learn how to be more focused, be more productive, mitigate procrastination, fight off those things. I'm like, again, different mindset. You need someone to teach you how to think. You need someone to teach you how to view things differently. Um, and then you need new strategies and tactics. And you need some accountability. You need someone to work with. And most importantly, um, this is the most important thing of, the, of this whole concept. And I'll just call this concept one, is um, personal agency, like extreme ownership around understanding the idea between cause and effect. Um, you are at effect of, I'm at effect of everything all the things that I've done early in my life, like cause and effect, right? It's like, you know, when someone's like, oh man, I'm tired on Monday, but they got drunk on Saturday. I'm like, that's very simple cause and effect. Like you got drunk, you're still filtering that out. You messed up your sleep. You probably ate like shit. You're going to probably feel less of who you can be for the next couple of days, like cause and effect. Um, you know, if I don't express my thoughts, share my thoughts with my friends or my partners, or I don't talk about my dreams. I don't talk about my goals. I minimize myself. I don't, I tone down my expressions because I'm scared to be too happy or too expressive around someone else. Cause somehow they'll feel like if I keep suppressing myself, I can't experience a higher level of frequency. I can't experience even greater emotions cause and effect. Right. Um, so the whole concept around one is you're not stuck as who you are. That's the biggest lie. If someone ever, like, I hate this idea of, you know, um, I, this actually drives me nuts. You know, people talk about personality tests. What are you, ENTJ, BDJ, blowjob this, like whatever the hell. I'm like, that's just silly. That's honestly just silly. Like, cool, you can identify as I'm more probable to be, you know, fit in this box. But here's the thing. You know, this is one of the most profound lessons I learned um, from one of my mentors, uh, Jim Quick, is, um, you know, you get to keep the limitations that you fight for. So, you know, if someone, you know, you do insights and you're like, oh, I'm, you know, the red thing or the blue guy or the green guy or the yellow guy. And, um, you know, or I'm a controller, I'm a director, I'm this. And you start bucketing into these and you keep fighting into them. You're just going to live into that identity. What you're actually doing is you're saying, oh, this is the identity that I'm going to enforce. Oh, this is the type of person who, um, you know, usually impatient. So I'm, somehow I'm going to live into that. Right. And I'm like, if you keep focusing on that, you're just going to grow and live into that and be trapped into that. I'm like, you are not a fucking tree. I am not a fucking, you know, tree. <laughs> like, um, I always joke about that. It's funny. Cause I'm looking at a tree right now and it's, and it's colored with the, with the Christmas stuff. I'm like, I am not that. <laughs> I am not that. Um, I don't have to stay rooted. I don't have to be there. Uh, if I want to get a new peer group, if I want to get a new career, if I want to create a new opportunity, I'm like, I could do it. It's tough. It's hard. There's a process. There's going to be some hardships, but I could do it. So uh, concept one is you're not stuck as um, who you are. And uh, luckily, Dr. Lena, bless her soul, uh, went, you know, from one of the worst days and chapters of my life ended up being the best moments of my entire life and taught me to believe that I'm not stuck as um, who I am. The second big concept was uh, that I learned was uh, imperfect massive action. And uh, anytime I've made real progress in my life, and of course I've, I've you know, been in the gutter and bombed and failed and, you know, cheated and all these things. Um, but, you know, the times I was hitting my stride and I was really, I was really killing it was uh, imperfect massive action. And that was, you know, when I look at you know, the first time I, I, I started that, that business, events business, I, I didn't know what to do. And next thing you know it, I'm like, uh, 
you know, businesses registered. I, uh, I learned how to run money. I learned how to create a website. I learned how to even code some things, right? I learned how to market. I learned how to use, you know, Facebook to drive traffic. And, uh, you know, that thing was, and I learned how to partner and do contracts. I learned so many things and it was never about getting it perfect. I was just like, good enough, out, good enough, out, do it, audit, review, do it, audit, review, do it, audit, review, and just keep going. When, when I was trying to learn how to learn, I never actually learned how to learn, but I just, um, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. Okay. This is working. I'm getting some wins. Keep doing it. Okay. It's not working. Try something else. Try something else. And this whole idea of like massive imperfect action is keep beating it up. If it doesn't work, shift, keep going, shift. I'm like, just all you do, if the strategy doesn't work, I'm like, shift it. Strategy doesn't work, shift it. I'm like, you're going to get the end outcome. Like there is, it, there's very little things on this planet that you cannot do, right? So it's like, well, what is the actual target? And the reason I want to share this imperfect math action, I'm like, well, there has to be some idea around what the bullseye is. What's the target? What's the thing I'm trying to conquer and beat and grow into or live into or whatever it is. And I'm like, I just got to attack it relentlessly. And if that doesn't work, I'm like, shift. Doesn't work, shift. Doesn't work, shift. Doesn't work, shift. I'm like, You'll get it. You just got to stay on it, right? Um, so this whole uh, massive imperfect action. Um, this, 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 this last, uh, this third one, and you know, I, I, I forgot to talk about it. Um, I, I really got to talk about it real quick here. Um, you know, through, through, through my journey of growth, I met an incredible woman, you know, I was talking about, uh, the woman I was going to marry and love. And it was, it's like, it's like those things that, you know, when I told people about her, or they met her, or they knew me or whatever, um, they just wouldn't believe it. They would say, ah, you know, it's not how, like, when I say I never gotten in a fight. And uh, I, I remember like six, six months after or something, I called her and uh, I was like, hey, I just, I, I have this like thought in my mind. I just got to ask you, I just want to know if I'm like, I'm in denial or if I'm living this like fairy pixie tale, you know, story in my mind. And I'm like, did we ever like fight? She's like, no, like we didn't, we didn't fight, never raised voice no real disrespect, like nothing like that. And I was like, that's what I thought. I was just like, I was like, I was like maybe I'm just masking it. And you know, we both had the same conclusion of like, you showed me what the, what the golden standard of love and what's actually possible was. And a huge part of that was, it wasn't that we were perfect by any means at all. We were so valuable, but um, we, we created this way where when things happen, right? And you know, for, for my friends that I'm close with hate me for this because I'm anal about it. Um, it's like this live feedback of, you know, uh, something would happen and I would, I would just, you know, I would be like, ah, uh, I would share an insecurity. Like, oh, when this thing happened, like, here's how I felt. And we'd talk about it. Something happened with her. You would talk about it. Um, if I did something and I didn't, let's say I didn't feel appreciated or I felt, you know, neglected or I felt left behind or, um, you know, like, and I'm talking like all the levels of depth, for instance, you know, uh, you're in the bedroom, this thing happens. And I was like, you know, I, I felt, uh, I felt insecure. I felt weird. Did this thing happen? Um, you know, uh, you know, this one time it was crazy. She was gone. I was there and like, even without going too deep into it. Um, I was, I was in a different city. I was in Calgary, that hotel. I went, I got a massage and next thing you know, it, it turns into a happy ending and I didn't stop it, and I kind of surrendered and I let it go. And uh, I had this like shame and disgust of like, how could I, and how did I do this? And I'm in this relationship and all this stuff. And like, as soon as she's back, I'm like, this is the first thing I'm telling him we're having that. We're just talking through it. And I'm like, I hated every second of it, right? But I'm like, that's part of the process. I'm like, you just, you just talk about it. You know, a jealousy comes up, uh, a this, a frustration and whatever, like all these things would come up. And basically all we did throughout the relationship is we taught each other how to be better. 
And it was so funny. Like sometimes I would do things that I think she would like and I would find out like those things don't land. Those, that's not what she wants. And same thing would happen, vice versa, vice versa, vice versa. And it took a lot of the guesswork out. You know, there's still like novelty, novelty and like, you know, us, you know, uh, creating and doing things. But um, it was just like this beautiful, loving space of um, sharing, like just a real expression. We didn't have passive aggressiveness with each other. We didn't leave, you know, subtle, stupid cues or, uh-huh, or you should have known that when I wore my left shoe on first that, you know, that meant you should give me my coat and be nice to me and compliment me. Or, you know, you knew that if I didn't come upstairs, right, like we, we, we didn't have that stupid shit of like, um, you know, cryptic messages. Uh, I, I was a big, and she was big on uh, explicit communication. Um, and, and, and we shared and sometimes it gets uncomfortable, but we never like, never sour moments, never going to bed, pissed off, frustrated, annoyed, um, anything. And uh, we talked about real ambitions and goals and struggles and frustrations and hurdles. And, you know, uh, she was my cheerleader. I was her cheerleader. She was my rock. I was hers. Um, You know, we talk about that. And I would say the most important thing about it was we were both on, and at least personally for me, um, and and that's what, 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 what was so beautiful is I was on my personal development journey and so was C, right? Um, and and what I mean by that is we were constantly growing and learning and we were sharing our learnings and our growth and, um, you know, and, and I would always say like the version of me that you loved or that, you know, that we fell in love with each other, like that's not who is going to continue to show up. Like that's going to change and grow and I hope so, right? Um, and it's like, no matter what, I'm going to love you for who you are as you go. And it's this whole idea of uh, love them for who they are, not what they're not. Uh, love them for who they are, but forgive them what for they're not, right? And we grow and we learn. And um, it was just as beautiful where we had novelty, we had growth, we had progress, right? And we did things together. And, uh, you know, maybe for another time, I didn't even talk, you know, I've had spiritual journey, tantric, you know, uh, experiences, uh, you know, so many uh, crazy different openings and um, things as, as, as part of it. And some of it we did together, some of it we didn't. And um, But yeah, it was this radical trans- transparency, but ultimately to the core of it, it was uh, this deep communication and awareness of, you know, we're here to love on each other, support each other, grow together and uh, just like endear each other. And it, honestly, it sounds so silly. It wasn't that hard. Um because when you both come with the same intention and you both learn, like teach each other, like if you want to bring something up, like here's how you bring it up. And, you know, if this thing happens, here's how you can address it. And like you teach each other your things of like, how do we cue each other? How do we talk? How do we this? How do we that? It's so easy um, to progress through. Uh, so so I had I had to I had to bring that, you know, of, of course, as, a, as our times and uh, where we were going, different directions, um, you know, so much love, so much love, so much love, so much love for that, for her, such a beautiful soul. And uh, I know it's reciprocated and, you know, we, we, we just went a different path. Um, and um, yeah, uh, so, so I guess a big, a big concept here that I was trying to bring is uh, this whole idea of uh, transparency, open communication, um, you know, sharing, sharing your, uh, sharing your, sharing your truth, right? Like even like, yeah, like even, even stuff from my past, you know, like I remember telling her, like talking about like how insecure I was about sex and I'd lose my erections and I'd freak out and, you know, crazy things is like, um, 
it, you know, I would, I would try to, you know, I'll be with someone to be gone for a while. They come back and I really want to impress them. And like, I'll take Viagra, I'll take Cialis again to like feed this, you know, I want to be their best and I want to rock their world and I want to feel significance and I want to feel love. And I, uh, you know, it was all these weird things. And like, I would talk about that. Right. And, and like, it just, you, you have to just get uncomfortable being uncomfortable. Right. Um, damn. Even as I'm sharing that, I'm like, there's so much coming up. I, uh, okay. Um, yeah, this, 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 this one, this one was real. Um, so, uh, one, one of my mentors, I'd say my spiritual mentor, uh, first person in my life to ever put me on a, on, on a spiritual journey, recommended, you know, a workshop, a path, a thing for me. They even paid for it. Uh, I, I took the time off, went and, you know, without going too deep into it, it was nothing like I ever experienced before. And uh, in it, I remember the first day, like there was, you know, 18 healers and leaders and, you know, two guides. And then there was, I don't know, a group of eight or so of us, call it half, half men and women. And, um, you know, we were sharing things, things were happening, whatnot. And I don't remember what cue did, but I just remember my intention going in. And I said, I'm just going to be open, honest, vulnerable. The more I share, the more I'm in it, the more, you know, value I'll get. And... Um, yeah, it was, it was in that space. It was the first time in my entire life I've ever talked about this thing. And, um, I, uh, shared, shared the story when, when I was young, when I was, I was in Saudi Arabia, I was a kid. I don't even know how old, you know, uh, I was, I was, uh, I was playing soccer outside and, uh, I was, I talked about being sexually harassed by a police officer, right? Like being pulled over uh, to the side, him, you know, whipping out his dick and trying to make me touch it and, uh, you know, uh, being aggressive and weird and fucked up and every level that you can imagine. And I'm just a kid and this is happening and it just happened on the side by myself. And, uh, I didn't, I didn't know what to do about it. I didn't know, uh, who to share it or where to bring it up or, uh, it was just messed up. And it was one of those things that are just muted silence and never talked about. Right. And, you know, this, this odd time, you know, throughout my journey, like that image would pop in my mind and like that experience would pop up and I would just numb it out. And I, I couldn't tell you the, the correlation of cause and effect of what exactly it did for me, it didn't do for me, but I'm sure, you know, it, uh, it uh, wasn't conducive to me in some way, but uh, I also believe the things that, you know, that, uh, that, that we have shame that give us fear that we're worried about. I'm like, one of the best ways to overcome that is to give it a voice, just let it out of you and share. And I remember um, as I shared and I went through that experience and I talked and, you know, I'm bawling my eyes out then and uh, everyone in the room starts crying. And uh, what happened is after I shared, another guy shared, you know, he had a thing with his nanny and another guy shared another guy. And every single guy in that room had been sexually harassed, assaulted or raped in their life. And they had never spoken about it. And uh, it was mind-blowing experience, you know, to be there and go through that. And I remember, okay, what's the most uncomfortable thing for me? And I was like, oh, it's for me to go and speak about this in front of my teams. And there was this thing that we used to do every Saturday. Uh, we'd, we'd be in this, you know, auditorium and we'd run like sales meetings. And uh, I, I um, uh, you know, I, I ran a lot of them. And, you know, sometimes it's 30 people, sometimes 60 people, sometimes, you know, whatever. And, you know, you have different levels of leadership, you know, salespeople and, uh, you know, our um, senior vice president, a lot of times would show up. 
GM directors, whatever. And I remember, okay, I said, okay, next time I'm on stage, I'm gonna share my story. And for whatever reason, the next time I was on stage, I'm like, our senior vice president was there. Some of our uh, other customers and their partners were there. Uh, directors were there. Uh, like I remember the auditorium was like full. And I remember I had made that commitment. God, I just got the jitters just thinking about what I had to feel going then. And I remember I was like, okay, at the end of this, I'm going to share my story. And uh, I shared the experience and I went and like, I can't tell you the level of crazy it feels, especially when, you know, it, it wasn't just the teams. It was like, oh, how will they look at me? How will they think about me? And, you know, all these fears. And I'm like, the only way forward is through it. And um, I share, you know, super emotional and uh, later on, that same day, days later, days later, more men, more guys, so many guys just came up to me and it was crazy. They'd be like, this thing happened to me, this thing happened to me. This, never spoke about it. This thing happened to me. And I wasn't sharing this truthfully with like an intention. I was like, this is just my story. This is my truth. This is it's fucked up and you know, you're, and um, the next thing I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, well, what is the most uncomfortable thing I could do now? And I was like, oh God, it's to tell my parents, right? Next thing you know, at a buy flight, I buy a flight. I'm like, I'm going home. I go back to, to Ottawa, sit him down, and uh, I share the story. And it was, um, that was one of the uh, toughest, scariest, most uncomfortable things for me to do. And they didn't know what to do. They didn't believe it. I was in, it was so weird. And they were so loving and supporting. And, um, you know, I, I, I look back at that stuff. And, you know, now I can talk about it. And I'm, not emotionally charged because it doesn't hold any power over me. Doesn't I'm not broken. There's nothing wrong with me. I was a kid. There's not much I could have done. Um, I mean, I probably could have screamed now. I'd look at it, but you know. Um, and uh, I don't have to let something in my past dictate my future, right? And I know everyone's got their own stories and some traumas and some craziness and things I hope no one ever goes through. Um, but that doesn't have to define you, right? That doesn't have to come with you. That doesn't have to stick with you. It doesn't mean anything about you. And, um, you know, if it's something that you've been struggling with for a long time and you haven't been able to move over and it still affects you to date, I, I always recommend them. Like, seek therapy, seek some help. And if something is really hanging on you for that long and you can't shake it, like, that's when you seek some, some guidance. Um, and, uh, yeah, for me, like, the big thing is I'm like, when you share the things that scare you, that make you uncomfortable... I'm like, it loses its power over you. It's like, I own you now, you know? Um, so that was a big one. Um, fourth, I guess I'm now I'm on fourth big concept um, is really around this idea of uh, the comfort zone. It's, uh, and this one's scary, right? Uh, I would say this one's scary more than ever with COVID because it's so easy to be comfortable right now. I'm like, everything's on demand. You can order anything to your house. You got you got Netflix, Hulu, you know, Prime, all these things pushing, they're crushing it. The content's way more entertaining. Then you got TikTok. And I keep pinning on TikTok because the, 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 if you guys know the effort that people go to make the, that production, that 15, 30, 60 seconds, it's insane. It's so much effort and level that the demand and the expectation to fight for someone's like half a, half a minute of attention is so high. And I'm like, it's so easy to scroll, to browse, to, to just get comfortable, to just do the thing, to, to eat garbage, to have taken, to relax. And then, you know, throw in the phases where people had government aid and, uh, you know, they, they could collect check and not have to work. And I'm like, that's tough. Like psychologically that messes you up. I don't even know what that would be like to, you know, not have to worry about the money in a sense. And then just have the time because you're not working. And, um, 
you know, the comfort zone is real. And then if, if the people around you are going through the same thing, I'm like, your whole bubble is in comfort. And then what happens is your whole world and your whole reality, everything seems like it's in comfort. And that's all you know, the comfort is, is the comfort. And this is what everyone's doing. This is what everyone's going through. And this is it. And that's what's normal, right? And you do that and you're now in the comfort bubble. So um, everything that you truly want. If you, if you, if, I mean, if you're here and you're that type of person, you want more from your life than just the regular shit. Um, and you just don't want to be caught in the rat race and you want more. I'm like, listen, if you're not uncomfortable, if deep down inside your heart, like you'll know when you're living a courageous life, when you're doing things that are uncomfortable, you're doing things that are challenging, when you're doing things that are hard for you, when you're doing all of these things, if you don't feel that, you're missing on so much of the good stuff in your life. And the only way to that is to go and get yourself uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable being uncomfortable. Put yourselves in those situations that are difficult, that are hard. And sometimes in that, you're gonna have to outgrow some friends. You're gonna have to leave some people behind. You're gonna have to minimize some of your interactions. You're gonna have to change some of your behaviors. You're gonna have to have hard conversations. I'm like, that's part of it, baby. Like we gotta get uncomfortable because everything good and beautiful and magical is there. Um, the fifth concept. And uh, this one, this one is, like a non-negotiable ever, at least for me. And I think for so many people, it should be uh, the number one investment unequivocally, without a doubt. It's not in crypto. It's not in NFTs. It's, 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 it's just not in stocks. It's not as in real estate. It's not in that. I'm like the number one investment. And this is not a cliche. I mean this wholeheartedly to the heart. Please, 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 no matter what, invest into yourself. Um, if you got money, you got no money. I'm like, go in debt. I'm like, I don't like invest in yourself. And I mean, in your development, go in personal development and professional development and career development and spiritual development. Like this whole idea of you need to, I'm like, you are the only asset that is going to keep paying you back dividends for the rest of your life. I'm like, it's all the other stuff. I'm like, it'll come and go. That's just money. That's just money. I'm like, the money isn't the thing that you need. I'm like, the investment is in you. Um, you know, you, you, you need to master that psychology. You need to, you know, you need to master. Well, think about it. I'm like in, in, in this hyperactive world and social and distractions and access to everything. I'm like, our pre-internet brain is dead, right? Like, you know, most people can't focus for an hour straight to work on something. I'm like, you need to handle that, right? Most people can't stop getting interrupted and distracted every 30 minutes. I'm like, you need to handle that, you know, overindulge and gluttonous and, you know, have all the, you know, food demons. Like I, I got some, I got my own food demons, right? I'm like, we need to handle that, right? So all these things and I'm like, you got to pay money. You got to put time. You got to make effort. And if you're in that place where you got zero dollars to your name and you're, you know, you're negative a hundred in debt and I, and I hope you're not there, but if you are, I'm like, listen, resources are available. I'm like, find someone online, YouTube, Google, anyone, plug in, get a book, get an audio, <laughs> um, you know, find someone in your community, ask them to mentor you. Just, Hey, can I be around you? I'll work for free. Just, I just want to learn from you. It doesn't matter. Like get proximity. You don't need to see the person. You just need to be in their bubble. Um, so the investment in the self, I'm like, that's, 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 um, that is absolutely everything. There's absolutely everything. Um, and maybe the last big one here, uh, the last big one is everything is gettable. Everything is teachable, right? Um, so if you, if you, if you got a big, hairy, audacious, scary monster freaking goal, or you don't, or you got a little one, it doesn't matter. Um, whether it, you want to learn a new language, whether you want to start a business, whether uh, you want to get promoted, whether you, 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 know, you want to create the most loving and vibrant and extravagant and romantic relationship with someone. I'm like, it's all gettable. It's all teachable. Everything's got strategies, tactics, things that you could do. There's patterns. Um, and uh, you don't have to figure it out on your own. That's, that's the really big one. You don't have to figure it out on your own. You don't, have, don't reinvent the wheel. Don't reinvent the wheel. I'm like, you can fast track so much your learning curve, then add your spin, then add your finesse, then add your context, then add the other perspective, build upon that. Um, 
and make it uniquely yours. And uh, all I'll end it, if I'm, I'm looking at the time and I can't believe, I'm like, this, this, this was the one shot, this was the one take, this was the one opportunity. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I can't wait to hear this back, but <laughs> if you made it this far, I wanna thank you, I appreciate you, I wanna cheer you on, because um, obviously there's something in you um, that's like, I want more, I'm curious, I like this, and I, I don't know what it's all about, but um, here's something that I want you to know. Um, to my heart, to my heart, from my being, like if you asked me what would give me selfishly the, the greatest joy and fulfillment in my life is, 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 is being a positive impact in someone else's life. If I can enter someone's world and I can positively influence them to make a shift, I don't care if you know, they get you know, 2% more joy, if they make 5% more money, if you know, they get a little bit of better health, if they're kinder to people, if you know, they give back to the community, if, if I can be some form of any influence to someone to help them live a better quality life because I think we all deserve it. Right, unless you're a murderer, a killer, and a and you know a psycho all mixed into one, um, you know even there, I'm I'm, I'm sure there's redemption, but um, we all deserve a higher level of life, and um, we all deserve more, and it's okay to want more, and it's okay to want to be more, and it's okay to want to experience a higher quality of life, and it's all there within our reach. This isn't some you know umbaye kind of talk. I'm like it's all possible, it's all doable, and um, I know for me. Personally, I will do everything in my power. And you know, this is kind of a declaration to the camera, to the audio, to my listeners, to my people, that no matter what, come hell or high water, I'm gonna keep showing up. I'm gonna keep you know, giving out as much content, as much value. I'm gonna add and deliver and do my very best to add value into the world, into, the, my, into anyone who's tuning in with me. And for those that, you know, we get the blessing to, to work closely on a deeper level, whether it's through one of my courses, whether it's going through coaching, whether it's joining my mastermind, whether it's anything that we get to go on a deeper and intimate level, you know, then, then, then that's the path that we get to be on. But I want you to know that, I mean, short of, you know, me being in the hospital, I'm going to be here. I'm going to keep showing up because it just, I can't not, I can't not like this is, this is why I'm here. And uh, I want to serve. I want to. I really want to make a difference. And I want to be there for you. I want to cheer you on. And you know, when things get tough and when things are great, we you know when things are good. All of it. I want to be there. I want to cheer you on. I want to be your champion. I want to be your A one. And I want you to want more, baby. I want you to feel that. I want you to experience it. And the most important thing. The most important thing. This is actually the most important thing. Is wherever you go, there you are. Wherever I go, there I am. And I care deeply to help you level up the emotional experience and the quality of life that you're experiencing and that I get to experience as well. And what I mean by that is there's no reason, you know, that we have to wait two years, six years, five years, six months, that, that we have this thing that we can then allow ourselves to experience even more happiness. I'm like, we get the opportunity, we get the privilege, we get the blessing, we get the gift that every single day we can experience insane levels of joy, such deep, real, honest, true gratitude where your heart just oozes and melts for so much appreciation of the little things for the people around you for this gift of life that we get to have. And that to me is living at the highest level, that 1%. When people talk about the 1%ers, I'm like, it's not, it's not the financials. I'm like, it's the emotional experience. It's the journey that you get to be on and you get to bring others along with you. And that to me is the biggest and the most ultimate win. I'm like, all the money, all the, you know, whatever it is that you chase, I'm like, all that will come as a byproduct. But when we improve this thing right here in our heart and our center, and we can experience life at a completely different, at a completely different mode, 
and frequency and we get to elevate people around us, I'm like, that is the ultimate gift. And I hope that we get to experience that and share that with everyone around it. So my friends, I love you for being here. I appreciate you. And I hope, I hope, I hope so deeply that we get to tune in again. I get to work with you. And, uh, you know, we, we get to co-create a beautiful experience and make an even bigger difference. For now, thank you. And welcome, my friends, to the High Performance Journey. <laughs>